at it again and we thank you for the uh for the gift of life uh between episodes uh for all the great things that have happened the relationships the the good food the uh just the the graces that you've provided over the last few days we thank you for that we ask you to again uh be present uh enter our minds uh, grant us the gift of, of wisdom and your spirit uh to be able to uh, communicate your love to your people we ask this through christ our lord Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. That was an awesome prayer, dude. Thank you. We'll put this right here. I think we'll be good there. Sweet. So it is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving time. We are back with the Burned and Broken podcast, and it's Thanksgiving. And it's, uh, yeah, that was uh, a lot of people will probably agree with me that this is a great season in uh, in the calendar year. I mean, everybody looks forward to it. I think um, it's time for good friendships. Um, you know, if you're in anywhere up north, you're, uh, you've got beautiful fall colors oh, yeah. going into, you know, a little bit, some crisp weather. Um, it's starting to get cold here. Yeah. It's yeah. starting like, what is it right now? It's 50. 50. It's 49. 40. We <laughs> drop below 50. It's starting to get cold, dude. Yeah. And mornings are, uh, it's, it's almost to the point where you have to start scraping your windows. Yeah. Um, I didn't so. realize it's this wet. In Boise during the fall. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, last year, was that your first year or second year? Second year. Second year, yeah. So, I mean, you remember last year, November 1st, snow hit the ground and it just never let up. Yeah. And the, the year before that, I don't remember much, but I think it was kind of dry. Yeah. And so this is what I remember fall being like in, really? in winter uh, or in, in Boise. Um, just wet and... I mean, I like it, though. It's very Seattle-esque, very Portland, mm-hmm. very... Very chill. I like it. Sure. You can just kind of like, I don't know, have a cup of coffee and sit out. Maybe not sit outside, but sit by the window and <laughs> listen to a Nora Jones album. Like that's, I just feel like what you're called to do this this weather. Just listen to Nora Jones and and talk about your feelings out by the weather. Um, but it's it is it's Thanksgiving, dude. And like, do you have family coming in? Um, no, most of my family in? is around here. Okay. Um, they uh, they're nearby, and so. We'll mm. probably all get together here sometime uh, next week. I don't know if we'll have a full-blown Thanksgiving together on the actual day of Thanksgiving or if we're going to do that before or after, but um, we're definitely uh, definitely going to see each other. Oh, right on. Thanksgiving is so huge at my house. Yeah? Like, it is, like, huge. It is just absolutely insane. We have people over, and there is, like, my mom cooks a ridiculous amount of food, and it's just a good, it's like a party. It's a true celebration. It is, we're just all so thankful, like, just happy that we're, like, alive and, and just living this amazing life. Like, I never in my life thought I'd be in Boise, Idaho. Like, if you ask me ever, well, where are you going to end up? I would never assume Idaho or the Northwest. I wanted to go to Hawaii or California. And somehow I'm here in, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, you know, that story is very familiar. There's so many people that I talk to uh, being in uh, in real estate uh, that have moved up to the area and just never imagined themselves 
And they have come for one reason or another, whether it's, you know, a job interview or um, they've seen something on TV and they're like, <laughs> we want to go check it out. Or yeah, they come to visit a family member that's lived up here for 10 years and they've never visited mm-hmm. before. They come and it's that one time they step off the plane or they drive into town and they see stuff and they're like, this is not what I imagined. Yeah. And then they're actually pretty impressed with it and they, they kind of fall in love with it. So you, It's hard not to. It's just such a... You really, like, today's subject that we're talking about is gratitude. And you, when you're here, you find gratitude in Idaho. Like, you find gratitude in just nature. You find, like, I or I, I have gratitude in just Boise and everything it has to offer, from the river to the mountains to, you know, um, you go out west, there's, like, sand, uh, you know, sand dunes and stuff. And, and just the, the, what is it, Swan Canyon or Swan Falls? Swan Falls, uh-huh. You go, it's like the Grand Canyon. It's huge out there. I, I went there one day with my dad on a motorcycle. We were on a motorcycle trip, and we are just like, he's like, have you ever been here? I was like, no, this place is insane. And so it's, it's a great segue into what our topic is of gratitude because we want to kind of talk about how do you find what you're happy for in this time of Thanksgiving? What if you're a person who maybe doesn't find themselves thankful for a lot? How do you even evaluate that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, how do you, how do you begin to evaluate your life to even figure out what you're thankful for or have gratitude? And along with that, um, and I know because I've been there before, is if you're in the struggle, you know, if things just aren't going great or you're struggling to get along or or you've got a ton of things weighing on you, um, that's when it find, I find that it's very difficult to find things to be grateful for mm. because it, life can come at you fast, it can come at you hard, and then it, it seems like it's all doom and gloom, yeah. you know, um, and, and that's a real struggle to be able to pull out of that and say, look, I still have things I, I can be grateful for when, I mean, there's people out there who don't even know where their next meal is coming from. Yeah. And, and when you're in that cycle, when you're stuck in that um uh, situation, it is very difficult to find stuff to be grateful for. But I, yeah. I'm a firm believer that uh, it really is all in, in perspective. Uh, and and in that perspective, you you brought up before we started recording the four levels of happiness mm-hmm. is a good way to help kind of evaluate where you're at and and realize what what does what 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 you are thankful for. So kind of like, what are the four levels of happiness? So I think it's uh, it's prudent to give credit to where this uh, these ideas oh, yeah. came from. Um, uh, there's a gentleman up in Spokane who leads young adult ministry there. His name is Eric Mertens. And uh, he came down to Boise on Monday and gave a talk to a, the young adult community. And he uh, titled the, uh, the talk, The Four Levels of Happiness. And uh, his uh, message was, there are four different areas that bring you happiness. And number one would be at its lowest level, it would be a primal level, um, uh, things. So we find happiness in, you know, perhaps the food we eat or the shiny new object that, mm. you know, that you purchase. And and studies have been done to where, you know, a purchase um, and how it affects the brain um, in a positive manner where it releases, you know, endorphins or it releases, you know, uh, dopamine and whatnot. And so there's this great feeling of, you know, this new item that you've acquired and it's in your possession. You're able to play with it. Um, that brings you happiness. And, uh, but it's a very low level 
happiness because They're temporary. It's temporary, yes. Because I mean, you order that cheesecake at the end of uh, of your meal and you enjoy it, and it's great. And the feeling uh, while you're eating it, you know, is great. An hour after you eat it, you're still feeling great about it. And then a couple hours later, you've completely forgot about it. Yeah. So, um, so you find happiness in things, things that you have. So certainly we can find gratitude there. Uh, the second thing would be achievements. Um, we talked, we used the example of, uh, you know, perhaps obtaining your master or your bachelor's degree from mm-hmm. college, you know. So there's this sweat, there's this work that's been put in. Uh, you obtain your, your uh, bachelor's. And... A week later, you go out into the workforce and you realize, like, hey, you know, nobody else really cares about this. So you have this pride, you have this uh, this thankfulness, this happiness that you've achieved this, um, and it's it'll it'll probably be there forever. You know, you'll probably always have that pride, uh, uh, but it's also it can be very temporary. Um, at some point. Um, you're going to realize, like, hey, maybe that I, I, I need something else beyond that to, to move forward in my work. Uh, so those are two things that you can find uh, happiness in. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. I don't know if you've got... For, well, for, like, the things aspect, I love that idea of, like, it's temporary. I think of being a child and getting a gift. And you play with it. Like, how many Christmas gifts did I get? And I played with it, played with it, played with it. And by January 1st, I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I'm back to, like, whatever... Um, I did, I found happiness in things, but it wasn't, it wasn't everlasting. It, it wasn't true. It wasn't really fulfilling. And then with achievement, like, yeah, I, I've lived my life, especially like going through college, um, with this idea of achievements and it's very dangerous, I think. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of college people do it is you live your life with these goals for our achievement of college, um, I need to get, I need to finish my prerequisites. Okay, I got my prerequisites done. I need to get my, you know, um, what, whatever specific to your major are. Or you have a test. Okay, I need to get this test. Once I get this test done, I need to finish this test. So when I finish this test, I need to do my, my midterm. When I do my midterm, then I got to do the two other tests, and then I got my final. And you, you just keep living to goals, and it's great when you achieve them. It's great when you achieve them, but you just constantly, you're constantly looking for the next achievement. You're never truly fulfilled. Um, because, like, for me, when I got out of high school, it was like, okay, now let's go to college. And when I got out of college, it was, okay, what do I do? I get a job. And then it was like, okay, well, I have a job. Well, this job isn't really what I wanted. It's, you know, I went to school for this, so I have to get that job. And what happens if you don't reach that achievement? Have you failed? You know? Or, or just because you didn't hit a milestone that you said? And it, the answer is no. I don't think you, you've necessarily failed. So perspective is huge in that and understanding that like you don't have to live your life strictly for achievements. You don't have to constantly be chasing something. You can live present in the moment and and be pursuing greatness in all these different aspects of your life. But you don't have to just be constantly chasing some goal because then you're never you're never really living. And uh, the the risk there too is uh, a comparison, right? You yeah. know, like I achieved this, I feel good about myself. 
but at the end of the day, Mikey's achieved much more. Mm. And, uh, you know, I want to be like Mikey. And yeah. so, you know, I, I used that line last last week and I'm using it again. You know, I want to be, be like, like Mike. Mikey. And uh, <laughs> um, I want what he has. And so there's, uh, you're never really content, you yeah. know, with, uh, with what you have. And so um, certainly if you're on a journey and you're, you've got a goal, you've got something that you want to achieve, uh, and it is for the right purposes, then yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're on the right track if you're, if you're doing it outside of that um, and you're chasing simply because you want the recognition or um, you're chasing somebody else's uh, achievements, trying to outdo them, then I think that's where you, you fall into the traps. Um, so, yeah. Um, so you've got those two. And then uh, uh, the next level of happiness would be relationships, uh, you know, um, uh, good relationships, whether they be friendships, family, uh, the time shared, the relationship that you build uh, certainly brings a lot of happiness. And if you're able to um, maintain those relationships, then that's that's long term. Right? Yeah. So we're talking short term and then, you know, mid level um, time frame and then uh, and then long term relationships. And then, of course, the, the final one, uh, next, the highest level that brings you happiness is your relationship with God, because that's everlasting. Mm-hmm. So you Eternal, go from, unconditional. Correct, yep. So you go from a very, very short-term temporary happiness to eternal happiness. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, the relationships I have with my family are great. I have a great relationship with my family. I have a great relationship with my friends. I have a great relationship with my girlfriend. These things are super healthy, but they're conditional. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. To, that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, there are sometimes I'm going to piss my friends off and they're going to not want to talk to me or they're you know, going to be disappointed in me or upset with me. That's human nature. But when you have a relationship with God, it's eternal and it's unconditional. I was in a prayer or a Bible study um, this last week with a, a couple of guys from, from down at the student center. And there was this new dude who um, he asked, so God loves us, right? Because I said we were getting back to the basics of just understanding that God loves you. And he said, so God loves me even when I'm sitting. And I said, yeah. And he's like, why? I don't get that. And I said, you have to understand that God is upset with your action. God does hate may hate the action. And God may say, why are you doing this? But he still loves you as the individual and the beloved son of Christ that you are. Um, and that was a hard pill to swallow because if you've never grown up with a family unit or maybe your family unit was pretty difficult, you know, or your dad was hard on you, or your mom's hard on you, you may not understand the idea of unconditional love. You may, I mean, that may, or if you didn't grow up in the church and understood your relationship with Christ, you may have never been exposed to unconditional love. And once you kind of understand it and you say like, he loves me no matter where I'm at and it's, it's never going to end, you all of a sudden strive for greatness. You start changing the things in your life because you don't want to disappoint God. You don't want to disappoint someone who loves you in all of your burned and brokenness. Sure. Yeah. Or you feel empowered. Yeah. You know, there's uh, empowerment in knowing that even when I make a mistake in my brokenness, I'm still loved. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the difference between a really good coach and a, and a mediocre coach. Mm. You know, how many times have you been watching TV or something you've seen, especially kind of at the college level, you know, where you've got this one coach who um, yells at his players. You know, they make a mistake out on the field. They're coming off the field and the guy is just angry and he yells at them and then, you know, walks off. And then the, you've got a different kind of coach who, 
you know, the guy's hanging his head low and, and he comes out and he greets him and he says, look, you made the mistake. What was that mistake? You know, mm-hmm. name it. And then try again. You know, I'm going to I'm going to send you back out there because I believe in you. I love you. Go back out there. Try again. And I mean, how much more empowering is that to know, like, my coach is behind me. 100% even when I made this mistake mm-hmm. and the same thing with God you know um, he's out there he's 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 your biggest advocate you know he's truly loving he wants to teach you the 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 right way to do things which is why Christ came to earth you know to show us the way mm-hmm. uh, to die for our sins and carry that weight and then to send us back out and say hey look and isn't that the final you know verse in, in the gospels is like go out make disciples of the world yeah. um, it's like hey you're you're broken you messed up. I still love you. Get back out there. And that's that to me is, is very, very empowering. I, I agree with you. I, I really, and it, the conversation we had at that Bible study was empowering because it felt like this person finally understood or was beginning to understand because um, that, that he's unconditionally loved and that he's going to screw up because we're human. We're always going to, we're going to mess up, but you can always come back to this eternal and unconditional love. Sure. So as men and just humans and individuals what's something you personally are are thankful for or that you find happiness in just as as an individual and especially around this season sure um i'd have to say my son Mm. my son brandon um being a father and uh and watching him grow up and, and being able to help lead him in his life um is one of the things that brings me the greatest joy I, this last Saturday, we were heading home. Um, no, it was Friday night, and I had taken him to go listen to a young adult talk mm-hmm. on um, a personal testimony. And we're driving home, and I said, "Hey, what did you get out of that?" And you know, he's talking to me, and he's saying, "Well, you know, she had some difficult times in her life. Uh, she heard God, you know, through." Um, and I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he said he she heard God's voice, and she kind of knew that. Um, that this is what he wanted her to do, and I, and this I'm having a conversation with a ten year old, so yeah. I'm trying to draw more out of there because you know it's very kind of um, surface level, surface level, again. yeah, very basic conversation. I said, okay, so do you remember how she heard God's voice? And and he said no. And I said, remember it was through it was through the nurses, it was through her friendships, it was through. And he's like, oh yeah. And I said, um, do you ever hear God's voice? Do you ever imagine yourself like you know uh, what a conversation would look like with God? And and he said, no, I, I actually don't how do you hear God's voice I said well number one you've you've got to be able to listen you know if you wanted to listen to a sports channel would you listen to top 40 radio he said no I said what would you tune it to he goes ESPN radio great so are you on the right channel you know so we're having these you know conversations I said Brandon you know you need to understand that if you want to hear God's voice you have to tune it to the right channel what is that right channel it's different for everybody you Mm -hmm. know you're going to see them through nature you're going to see them through relationships you're going to see them through um you know, your your thoughts, your dreams, your burning fire inside of you, you know, having that conversation with him brings me incredible joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the things that I am probably most grateful for in my life right now is somebody whom I'm able to have conversations with that I can see that I'm helping to form um, and, and lead his life in that direction. So uh, it's probably the greatest one of them all. And then, of course, there's so many things that I'm uh, grateful for. Even if my life isn't perfect, I, I've had some difficulty in the past, 
finding these things, but the more I, I make myself aware, the more I focus on trying to find these things, uh, the easier it becomes. And I was telling you right before the show, you know, um, I, I told Mike a, a story of, I'm on the interstate and I'm driving and uh, I'm driving my old car, you know, it's it's 14 years old and everything works on it, but it's not the best. Yeah. And uh, I'm coming down the interstate and I see somebody on the on-ramp coming down um, and it's 50 degrees and their window is broken. They've got a, a plastic cover over it and oh, interstate gosh. speeds, lots of wind blowing in and I could see their hand holding the plastic so it doesn't oh, blow gosh. away. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, they're holding that plastic in place um, and driving with their other hand and that cold air is blowing in and it doesn't matter if, you know, they turn their heater up to full blast as hot as it'll go, they're still probably going to need to bundle up to, oh, yeah. to be able to make it. He's wearing you know, a dang ski jacket while right. he's driving. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, I look and I, I can find situations like that where I can say, look, I don't have the best of everything. And my life isn't perfect. It's not exactly where I imagined it would be at this point in my life. But I'm still grateful that I've got what I need. Yeah. And so yeah. you don't necessarily need excess, but you're, you've you've got you've got what you need. I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I I personally find happiness in 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 all. This is going to be like a cop out answer, but just my life in general, like all the things that have truly, um, the the things I I I find joy in are, are just my life in general. My you know, my girlfriend, my, my family, my friends. Um, I, I'm so blessed to have such, like, great relationships. Like, that's, I, I think if I was going to ask the four levels of happiness, like, my relationships are so crucial to my life and so crucial to me having happiness um, with my friends and my girlfriend and my family. And I can just really rely on them. There's, they all build me up and they're so reliable and um, I'm just so blessed to have that and, and, and have all those aspects in my life because having life-giving conversations with friends is so powerful um, and challenging. Mm -hmm. Having a relationship where we both lead each other in different aspects is so fruitful and so, like, there's such greatness coming out of it. And then with my family, you know, like, showing me the way and teaching me all these things and constantly supporting me like all of that's great and then also my relationship with god like i'm truly thankful that i know my catholic identity and you know i'm called to live that out as a disciple and continue to push for that so it's been for me it's been a very interesting last year um 25 was i like to say as of the summer it was like the worst year of my life i had like a lot of hardships that i was dealing with and I didn't find myself too happy, but when I kind of reevaluated and, and checked checked my perspective, I could evaluate these things and go through like what was truly making me happy. And and then we, you and I were talking, we got into the idea of gratitude, and and what is the Catholic definition of gratitude, and 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 how do you go about it? You know, and and I love it. It's broken down into three aspects of acknowledge, express, and return. Those are the three things you need to have to have gratitude in something. So, like, for my relationships, I acknowledge them. I acknowledge that they are so important to me, that I'm so thankful for them. And how do I express that? By my love, you know, like, my, my if you were to ask me about my family or my girlfriend or my friends, like, I would truly express just how much joy they bring me and, and quality time I get to spend with them, um, 
hanging out and just being in the presence of each other, doing an activity, um, just truly is so great. And how do I return that? By loving them back and and being um, a disciple and and being an example of Christ. So with with your son, I mean, you kind of pointed out how you do the three things of of gratitude. With with just like you know teaching him and acknowledging your love for him and expressing by taking him to these things. I mean, you you have pretty good grasp on I think gratitude with Brandon. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it's taken obviously. It's it's been a journey, um, and understanding who he is and and who I am uh, to be able to make that work. But um, if you're just caught up in the day to day, I think it's difficult to see when you step back and you and you take a look at the journey itself and the relationship and how it's been built and uh, what that relationship looks like then yeah then it's it's easy to a lot easier to to be grateful for it um, because him and I certainly haven't had the easiest of times mm. um, you know um, and that's a story for another day but uh, um, but looking at it now what it looks like I think uh, I think we're on the right track so. that's awesome mm-hmm. Now, here's a, a question that's kind of hard is, is how do you express with those three aspects, acknowledge, express, return, how do you find gratitude for God or how do you show gratitude for God? Sure. Uh, you know, I think the the most difficult part of this, of that question is um, being able to get to the point where you can acknowledge that you need to be grateful. You know, how many people struggle with self-esteem issues or, mm. you know, some, um, again, we go back into this comparison of, you know, I want to be like Mike and, you know, I'm not quite happy with what I've got. And so um, that in itself was a was a journey for me to be able to be comfortable in my own skin and, and comfortable with the gifts that he's given me. So the, that journey of discovery of what are my gifts and um, how do I how do I use those in life and in, in my day-to-day mm. journey and so that acknowledgement part that first part has taken a while yeah and here I am now and I look at it and I say you know not with this sense of pride or like you know not that I'm better or anything I just I like how he's made me I like who I am I like the gifts that he's given being me. comfortable in your, and, your identity yeah I've, I've become very comfortable in my identity over the last few years um, even with my brokenness, even with the you know mistakes that I've made, the debts that weigh on me, you know all that stuff, the day to day, I've become comfortable with whom he's me, who he's made me, um, and I think that in itself he takes delight in, you know I think he looks at that and says you know my son, um, I've made you for this, and you've acknowledged that now, mm-hmm. and and so that in itself is a manner of expressing thank you. Uh, so I'm very at peace with that. So when I spend my time in adoration, you know, that's that's one of the things that I've always kind of acknowledged is this is who you've made me. Thank you. I find myself in front of you to give you thanks, yeah. you know, to express that. And then the return part is, you know, something like this right now where we're doing this podcast or, you know, we're out serving uh, through fire pit, you know, mm-hmm. doing our service uh, opportunities or just the relationships and just bringing up the conversation with friends who maybe um, are not religious, are not Catholic, are not even Christian, you know, just really not much of a faith, faith base. Yeah. Um, but just being around them and just every once in a while acknowledging like, hey, you know, um, I'm grateful for your friendship. I mm-hmm. yeah, acknowledge that. I like having you in my life. Um, things like that. That's that's the return. Yeah. Um, I know it, it, it's kind of difficult because, like, when you think about it, acknowledge, express, return, 
like if I'm grateful for if I if I share gratitude for like something someone did for me like this morning cat brought me coffee for before my um before this podcast so I acknowledge that by telling her like thank you like for well actually excuse me I acknowledge that like wow someone went out of their way to do something just very simple but very loving for me like she knew I was coming to the radio show and or the the podcast and and like I acknowledge how awesome that is personally um and then how do I express that I tell her cat like I truly like appreciate that you went out of your way to just do something so simple as bringing me coffee and then how do I return it it's as far as like me getting her another cup of coffee or you know like it, it could be as simple as that or it could be as simple as me saying like and expressing furthering my my expressions of hey this really went out of you really went out of your way I need to do something special for you or I need to to let you know um that I appreciate this and and my my expression so it's when you look at it that way, you start diving deep into like everything people are doing and like, man, gratitude is not as just simple as saying like, hey, thanks, you know, Ernesto, you're doing this podcast with me. Thanks, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it starts making you think, what are you truly grateful for? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think everything in the faith is always a call to action, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think that's what we're getting at here. It's the, yeah, there's the acknowledgement. There is the expression of thanks, uh, but at the end of the day, you know what else beyond that? Yeah, yeah, God has given us the gift of life. He's given us, you know, our He's met our daily needs. Mm. Um, he's doing all of that. How do we how do we express gratitude? Well, the last part of that component is return. And what are we doing as far as return? And that's, I think that's a question for us and for our listeners to always kind of reflect on. Is yeah, I'm grateful. What does that mean? in terms of that call to action. And and just looking at it like how many how many people who how you know if we have one listener or, or a million listeners how many people are involved in a parish? You know like it, are you are you involved in a parish? And if you're involved in a parish and you're grateful for that parish life, what is the return aspect? Because as someone who works at a parish, I find it that a lot of people acknowledge that they're grateful for a parish they express it by saying we love our parish we um you know we come every sunday we have fun but sometimes they get lost in that return aspect are you volunteering are you putting hours are you you know um dedicating time to helping others you know we're we're called to be disciples and we're called to to be in parish life so as a as a minister, I'm asking my people's like step up. I I need help as a youth minister. I need people. If you're grateful for this, I need that return. Mm-hmm. I I need I need that return big time. Um, and it's funny. Like I think this would be a great thing to do with our young people so that they can understand gratitude at a younger age. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I always love talking to. Uh, He's in the community. His name is Jake Einick, and his, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's always talking about workers in the vineyard. You know, every time I talk to him, he's always, uh, you know, talking about workers in the vineyard and how we're all in different little corners mm. of the vineyard doing our, our thing. And so, um, contribution to the mission is really what comes up there. Is, you know, what are you doing? Are you, if you don't have the time, do you have the treasure? Do you have the, you know, the, the uh, financial component that you could contribute to the community? Do you have the time component? Um, you know, just something along the lines. Where do you find yourself along that spectrum? Um, how are you contributing to the mission? And if it's not within the parish, how is it happening outside of the parish? Like the Caritas retreat, we all went on the car. Like you and I went on the Caritas retreat, and we acknowledged that we 
truly enjoyed that retreat, truly got something out of it. Well, excuse me, for me, I went on that retreat and realized like, wow, I rediscovered God's love for me or enhanced that, that love. Um, so I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that retreat did something in my life. And then how do I express that? I, I meet with people constantly and I was like, hey, like, guys, you need to go on this Caritas retreat. Like, th that was the express, was the saying, like, this was such a great retreat, really impacted my life. I'd love to share this with you. And then what was my return? My return was, how can I help? How can I be a part of the Caritas retreat uh, team? The retreat team for me personally i was the photographer for the retreat and took pictures and did sound um and you were a small group facilitator i mean is that was that a pretty similar experience for you with caritas of those three aspects of gratitude certainly i, I talked about it last week in our last podcast mm -hmm. where i said you know um caritas was an eye-opener mm -hmm. where i acknowledged that maybe a lot of us are going through the same thing maybe perhaps i didn't have to do this alone and perhaps i should be open to others experiences um because I could find wisdom in that. So that was uh, acknowledging how great that was. Then, yes, I needed to, I wanted to. I wanted to express that gratitude by uh, showing back up and helping to facilitate and provide that experience for somebody else. Mm. You know, um, community, again, brothers and sisters, why wouldn't I want them to have the same gifts of grace that I had? And it, it builds off because they may be finding happiness in things right now or achievements mm -hmm. and our goal is to get them to these higher levels higher levels of achievements of relationships and god i mean ultimately god is is the the prime uh goal with the uh the cartas and and going away i definitely felt that my relationship with god was great or a lot better but i also made a lot of relationships in that retreat i also coming away from that i found myself grateful for the friends that i made and and all the the relationships that came out of it i mean you know you and i didn't meet exactly on the kari toss retreat but the one that we did we we got a lot closer and we're able to like talk and hang out and so being with like-minded people you find yourself helping them helping you grow towards these two of relationships and god mm -hmm. and moving away from things and achievement not that they're bad but i don't want to be a materialistic person i don't want to get stuck on my happiness comes from things because sure. that's a dangerous path right you're always pursuing mm -hmm. things and so um yeah when you understand it from the different perspective of you know things are temporary temporary happiness and you have eternal happiness at the top of the the pyramid then why wouldn't we want to move ourselves and everybody else we know up to that higher level because right? how like, do you show the three aspects of gratitude in a thing like my laptop right i love my laptop how do i express gratitude with those three acknowledge express and return in the laptop sure. i acknowledge i love it I tell it I love it, and then I return. Well, I think, you know, this is where the perspective comes in. Where did that laptop come from? Ultimately, where does everything come from, mm. right? Everything comes from God. So yeah. who are we giving that that expression of gratitude to? Oh, would wow. be God, you know? So thank you for... Thank you for the job that I have. Thank you for the opportunities to be able to earn the income, to be able to purchase the laptop. You know, I find fulfillment in it. It's temporary. I find joy in being able to, you know, I use it for, and I imagine you use it for photography, oh, right? Yeah. And, and and being able to create something, being able to, I've seen some of your photos, man. They're, they're pretty awesome. Thank I, you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, to take a photo and then create something that, like your one from uh, the Eclipse, oh, yeah. you know, and, and the edit that happens on this laptop, that brings happiness. There's a sense of achievement there, right? Um, 
so yeah, there's that. But then ultimately in the end, the everlasting relationship, the everlasting happiness comes from, from God. So the expression of gratitude to God to be able to have something like that. It's you there. Know, is, you just yeah. got to look for it. Mm-hmm. Which again, I know we were talking about earlier, is it makes you reevaluate everything that you're, you have gratitude. Don't, I, it goes same with the word love. Like there, there's a lot of people who be like, I love this, I love that, I love you, I love you. And you really need to kind of reevaluate your use of the word love. I think we really need to reevaluate as individuals the use of gratitude and the use of thanks. Like, are we truly thankful for something? Are we truly grateful for things in our lives? And if we are, start applying acknowledge, express, return. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you started doing that, you're going to find yourself really challenged at times yeah. too. Because... Um, how many of us have some sort of broken relationship with family, you know, with uh, oh, yeah. either brothers and sisters or let's say mothers and fathers, the, the parental wound that's there, you know, and, and you're going to be challenged to, you know, Lord, I know I'm supposed to honor my mother and father. I know I'm supposed to be grateful for them, but gosh dang it, I don't have the best of relationships right? with them. Um, that's that's going to be challenging for quite a few of us, I imagine. Um, but uh, But it has to happen. You know, Talking about a spiritual exercise, though, I mean, that's going to put you through the works. Right. Yep, yep. And so, and I think uh, we've talked. We're going to have a future podcast on, you know, um, family and relationships yeah. and, and whatnot, uh, especially with the, the holidays coming up. Uh, you're going to need to be, you're going to be spending time with them. You might be in the same room as somebody that you're just not happy with right yeah. now. You know, you may have a, a sibling, a mother or father who has hurt you. Uh, they are, you know, um, human after all. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think at the end of the day, God doesn't make mistakes. You know, at the end of the day, He's the one who placed you together. Yeah. And and, um, and so that that's going to be a spiritual exercise in itself. And and I, we won't get too much into that. But that's coming up in the future. Yeah. That's a future podcast here in the next few weeks. And yeah, and, and going forward, I, I think, you know, we, we opened up the last discussion on Facebook to try and get some people talking and whatnot, and, and hopefully we can do that with this too. Um, I, I really want to get people conversing over the subjects that we're talking about, especially gratitude, and hear what young adults have to say. Where, where are you as individuals at with your gratitude life? Uh, maybe you find it hard to just straight up acknowledge that you have anything to be grateful for or maybe you struggle with expressing that you are grateful maybe you know that you're you're blessed but you just you have a hard time saying it and then maybe you just have no idea how to return that so we'd love to to get a discussion going so we could help build and help facilitate ways to learn or better learn how to express or how better how to acknowledge do you have any tips i mean for acknowledge express and return um, not necessarily. Uh, I do think that it is a lifelong journey mm. to be able to get there. Um, I, I probably have been trying to get to this point, you know, through my teen years and my 20s and whatnot, but just all the distractions and, you know, whatnot that's happening. Um, uh, here I find myself later in life and, and I'm now starting to get to the point where I, I'm probably more um, consistent with mm. trying to find those gifts, you know, or, or, um, and what they are and then expressing the gratitude for them. Um, so I would just say, hey, look, make it a priority. And sometimes trying to make something a priority takes 20 years. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, just don't quit. Don't and quit. Think, yeah. And I think bringing in to the Blessed Sacrament, bringing in adoration, I think it's such a great thing to 
you know, we, we got to make sure that young people understand or, or young adults understand that prayer is going to be so helpful in mm-hmm. all of this. Um, and that's not a cop-out answer either. I want to make sure that it, people don't say that it's like, oh, you don't have an answer for it, so you just say pray about it. And it's like, no, no, no. I have an, an understanding and an answer for it, but my answer is not what God's truly maybe wanting to tell you specifically. So p- understanding prayer and being able to bring it in front of the Blessed Sacrament adoration, it may reveal something. So a challenge for our listeners, I guess, as we go forward and kind of wrap up this podcast is bring, acknowledge, express, return in adoration and, and your prayer life and, and see what are you being called to. I would say those are some really great tips. That's a great start. Yeah. And it'll probably ultimately in the end be a great finish. You know, if you, if you do that and then you continue to do that, uh, it's going to be life-changing for you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's that's kind of our Thanksgiving podcast and our our our, um, our gratitude. And, and I think both of us expressed what we're thankful for pretty well. Um, and we're thankful for this podcast getting back up and being able to kind of Hit the ground running. I'm thankful for our listeners, all yeah. all two of you all out there. All two of you. Is that how many people are listening? I'm excited for it. Whoever's out there. Um, and we'll, we'll just see what happens. But we'll be definitely back after Thanksgiving with some new content. And we're, we're excited to see where this takes us. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, checking out here. Uh, or signing off. Signing off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, catch you next time. Bye.